Enjoy Friday night dinners at the American German Club. Doors open at 5 p.m. Dinner, dessert, and coffee services are served from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. only. There's a live band, full bar with liquor and wine, including German and domestic beers on tap. $10 for admission and dinner is just $12. Visit AmericanGermanClub.org for more info. I'm sure many of you can relate to that, those of you who served and continue to be civil servants, public servants, people of conscience. Uh, gratefully, not any names that need to be added to our list of fallen warriors, but I did want to share with you as, uh, well, I think it's uh, kind of significant. This is the February, uh, February was what, Black History Month? <coughs> Excuse me, March is Women's Month. As far as I'm concerned, every month is Women's Month, but this is a particular month where they talk about things, uh, honorable things about women. So with Women's History Month, I would like to share information about a Navy sailor from our area um, serving aboard one of only two active warships named in honor of females. The ship is named after Rear Admiral Grace Hopper, who was a pioneer in computer science. Upon retiring from naval career that spanned more than 40 years, she earned the Defense Distinguished Service Medal, the highest non-combat decoration awarded by the Department of Defense. She was also awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom posthumously in 2016. So at the Navy Office of Community Outreach, they traveled the globe collecting sailors' stories and then distributing them to their hometown media. So this is a Green Acre sailor serving aboard U.S. Navy ship um, named after the, it's a first ship named after a woman. The person we're talking about is Chief, um, let's see, the, the U.S. Navy ship, Unlike most floating in the waters of Joint Base Pearl Harbor Hickam, it's one of the only two active Navy warships honoring a female. A Green Acres, Florida sailor and 2012 Manchester High School graduate is serving aboard the USS Hopper. Petty Officer 2nd Class Anthony Averett has served in the Navy for two and a half years and works as a Navy Information Systems Technician, serving aboard the Pearl Harbor-based Guided Missile Destroyer. So, uh, shout out to the family of uh, Petty Officer 2nd Class Anthony Averett, one of our hometown boys from Green Acres. And I think it's kind of nice when we have an opportunity to bring the name of someone in our community who is serving and there's no question that um that we have a lot of people in the military who come from various parts of dade broward and palm beach county and and the environs so when we have an opportunity to applaud their efforts we're going to do just that i got a lot to talk about today i'm going to be speaking with a guest at 10:30. Um, from the Independent Women's Forum, Laura Carno. She's the founder of Faster in Colorado. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about gun control today because these Democrats are hell-bent on stripping away the Second Amendment. And when I say that, they, they fool around at all the edges and talk about, you know, expanding uh, these uh, regulations like uh, universal 
background check and all the rest of it. They want your guns. I want you to understand they want everyone to be without a gun because people who don't have guns cannot defend themselves from anything, not from criminality and not from a rogue government. And if you don't think there's a possibility that this government can go wrong, you know, just take a look at what happened uh, during this last election with a with members of the executive branch working in the highest offices of law enforcement literally uh corrupted the whole system so uh, you know i'm i'm one of these people who who is first to admit that yes i have a gun to protect myself to protect my family to protect my property to protect my community but i also have a gun because the founding fathers told me that if there ever should be a moment when the government decides to uh, turn me into a subject instead of a citizen or circumvent justice and freedom and liberty for me, um, that I should have a well-armed militia, and that would be comprised of citizens. And if that freaks some people out, oh well, get over it. That's what the Second Amendment is all about. And I've become extremely fearful of late. I look at what's happening in Venezuela. If if they had not disarmed the population of Venezuela, things would be very different right now. People would not be starving to death. People would not be living a lifestyle that is literally um, beneath uh, uh, any my, any understanding. We're talking about the richest nation in South America, which is now destitute because of socialism and because it had an unarmed populace. And look, I'm not taking those kinds of chances. If you're willing to take those kinds of chances, do it on your, uh, you know, p pick an island and go settle it yourself. But don't think that it's going to happen here in America. So we'll be talking about that beginning at 1030. The other thing I wanted to talk about, you know, there is a, uh, a, a despicable movement afoot. And I think it needs to be called out for what it is. You know, it's one thing to go after the president who apparently has skin like a rhinoceros and can take all the abuse that's heaped upon him. It's another thing to go after his entire family and everything that he's ever built. It is beneath contempt what's being done to his daughter, Ivanka, to her husband, Jared, to the entire family. It's it's grotesque to me that you would begin to... Um, literally uh, start looking under rocks because you can't find anything on the surface. And it's really starting to, um, well, just to ch change my feeling about uh, the Congress. And in particular, this insanity that went on yesterday with the leader of the House, the Democrat leader, Nancy Pelosi, uh, telling members, moderate members of the caucus, that they are not to vote with Republicans no matter what. No matter what, even if it's the right way to vote, even if your constituents agree with it, don't vote for them. you got to stick with us like glue. Nobody ever says that to the Republicans. That's quite obvious because they fall apart and go in separate directions the minute there's a little bit of a, a ruckus. And here's Nancy Pelosi threatening her membership and saying, look, if you don't do what I tell you, you'll be punished. Be punished? You'll lose your, your committee uh, assignments. You'll lose your chairman's ships. That's disgusting. Not that I think uh, they have very many subjects they can agree on, but some of this procedural stuff where they're voting with the Republicans and, and she's going to say you can't do that or you lose. 
I don't know. Listen, I thought it was always uh, let's be bipartisan. Let's look for ways to get together. That's all I heard from the Democrats when Republicans had control of both houses and the executive branch. All I heard was, oh, well, they won't work with us. They won't work with us. Now it's we refuse to work with them. And and you better see through it. That's the part that's, uh, that's really... Um, disturbing to me is that the public isn't being given information doesn't have a clue how disgusting these people are and lets them get away with it and the media listen i give up i'm not even going to talk about them anymore because they're just uh, useless garbage there's not a journalist out there in the mainstream media that i can put my uh, you know uh, put put any kind of credibility into none zero zip and don't don't hold up Fox to me. I've had enough of Fox as well. You know, now that the younger Murdochs have taken over, you can see the downward spiral. You know, everybody wants to be invited to things. That's what I'm. I've decided. You know, they want to hang out. I heard someone ask the question the other day of Stephen Smith uh, on ESPN. What's his name? Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. yeah. They asked the question: Why are these guys? You know, who are getting these enormous salaries. We're talking, now we got a guy, $330 million over 13 years. A guy who, at the beginning of last year's season, couldn't get out of the 200s in his batting average. All of a sudden, he's worth $330 million. But you don't hear any of the left taking a pot shot at him. They don't care how much athletes make. They don't care how much, uh, you know, Brad Pitt makes or how much uh, uh, Joe Angelina Jolie makes. They don't care what the TV Stars are getting per episode like Jussie Smollett and the rest of them. They don't care. You know why they don't care? Because those people give them the money. Those people support their causes. Those people don't go to the White House after a, a, a World Series victory. That's why they don't say a word about those people. They're coming after you. They're coming after me because they don't like us. They're coming after any conservative millionaire, any conservative billionaire. And when they pay that lip service about going after the uh, Bezos and the rest of the world, it's nothing but lip service. Those Bezos will keep cutting checks to the Democrat Party and they will let him slide. They'll give him uh, anything except for AOC, who decided the jobs for New York weren't important enough. Can't make this stuff up. You really can't. But I'm just, I've had it. I really, I, I'm, I'm tired. I'm, no more Mr. Nice Guy or Miss, Miss Nice Girl. I've seen their, their disgusting, duplicitous ways, and I'm sick of them. I'm not going to take down, I'm not going to pretend it's not. It is. It is uh, probably the most corrupted political system we've ever faced. We better get it right before it's too late. We better turn this around before it's too late. Because they, we will be subjected to all kinds of insane regulations should, God forbid, the uh, Democrats ever take back the Senate. So I don't know about the rest of you, but I grow ever more frustrated with what happens to a movement, any movement after a period of time, even after a successful movement. Because 10 years ago, we had a moment, and I think it was one of the most important moments in my lifetime, where people in this country came together all across the country and said, we are been, we're being taxed enough. 
we're going to have our own version of a tea party. And that's what we, we called it, a tea party, taxed enough already. And they sprung up all over the country. You know, I, I organized one in Fort Lauderdale. 5,200 people showed up to that. I, I spoke at, the, at one later that afternoon in Boca Raton. 2,000-some people showed up at that. Went up to Palm Beach County. 3,000 people showed up there, all on an April 15th, all because we were sick and tired of being ignored by our government. And to be perfectly frank, because we were sick and tired of this attitude that uh, Nancy Pelosi definitely represents when she would say things like, well, first we'll uh, vote for it and pass it, and then we'll read the bill. We got saddled with Obamacare, and we came together. And instead of trying to tear down Barack Obama and, and remove him from office because we didn't get the election results we wanted, we set out to get people elected. We took the House. Four years later, we took the Senate. Two years later, we took the White House. All by legitimately mobilizing a grassroots effort and getting out there and challenging incumbents, challenging people within the own, our own parties. Because, look, I'm not a Republican, but I'm a conservative and I haven't found a Democrat I can vote for in like two decades. OK, I'm trying, really, but they're just not out there. Maybe occasionally in a local election, I can vote for a mayor or I can vote for a councilman or something like that. But at the national level, not yet have I come up with a candidate I could support who who wears a D after their name because I just am simply not leaning in that direction. I do not want more of my liberty stripped away just so you can guarantee that everybody's going to be okay because you can't guarantee that. That's what they tried to guarantee to the people who are living right now in Venezuela. If you could call that living, they're eating out of garbage trucks they they are scared that that this maduro regime will send these you know highfalutin military members into their homes to take out anybody who objects to him if you're a, a visiting press person like uh, jorge ramos they just you know they just beat you up and if they don't beat you up they take away your cell phone and all your videotape so this is not what i want okay i'm going to i'm going to fight i'm going to rail against that kind of uh leaning left that i see the democrat party doing and as for nancy pelosi threatening people yesterday in her party that if they didn't vote in lockstep with her they would begin to be punished and by punishment she'll strip away their committee uh, membership. She'll strip away their chairmanship of committees. She's holding the power and she's using it. Paul Ryan never did that. I, Paul Ryan couldn't get everybody to vote together on things that made sense. Never mind not voting on procedural things with Democrats. This is crap. Look, you know, I, I, I've had it. I'm, I'm, tr I'm through. I know you guys think you never played the nice guy. I think I've been really nice. Really. I was really nice through eight years of what I considered the single worst presidency in my lifetime. Made Jimmy Carter look like a good guy. All right. Barack Obama took this country to a devastating bottom. But I just endured and I just fought for what I believed in. But now, now that we're losing uh, the same actually losing the ground that we just made up my gloves are off 
I'm going after them. I'm going after them individually. I'm going after them collectively. And I'm going to let you know, these gun control legislation pieces that just passed in the House, they are trying to take your guns away. And if they take your guns away, you cease to be a citizen and you become a subject. And if you think me and my crowd are going to be content with a subjection by people like Nancy Pelosi, you got another thing coming for you and you may end up looking down the barrel of a 357. Enjoy Friday night dinners at the American German Club. Doors open at 5 p.m. every Friday night of the year. Dinner, dessert, and coffee services are optional, sir, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. only. There's a live band from 7 to 11 playing ballroom, standards, party music, and German traditional. Full bar with liquor and wine, including German and domestic beers on tap. $10 for admission and dinner is just $12. Visit AmericanGermanClub.org for more information. Welcome back to this... uh next segment here as we wind down this week and uh, i i apologize to those of you who were listening to the last segment i got a little hot under the collar but it is it, it is it's too much it really is and my guest my next guest is laura carno she's with the uh, independent women's forum she's a visiting fellow and she wrote a fantastic article uh at the website about why Nancy Pelosi's gun control plans won't make us safer. And if you're anything like me, Laura, I not only don't believe they'll make us safer, I think they turn us from citizens into subjects. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm, I, I love your passion around this topic. I share the same passion. I am sick of people like Nancy Pelosi who go out there and talk about how much they are in favor of women's rights and you know, women's everything. And then she stands up and talks about these gun control plans that will absolutely documented to make women less safe. And I'm, I'm sick of her using women as um, sort of that rallying cry, you know, as if we are um, these pathetic, soft creatures who need the government to take care of us. Yeah, look, you know, I'm, I have a guest on next week. I just heard her speak recently up in Congress, a young woman who got raped on her college campus because they refused to allow uh, the people on campus to carry guns, even though she was a person who was uh, very knowledgeable about guns and had had a concealed weapons uh, permit in her home state. She was left vulnerable. She paid a price for that. And yet, you know, I got people like Nancy Pelosi telling me that, uh, you know, we don't need to have this kind of gun or that kind of gun or we need these background checks as if that would have stopped any of the crimes that she's constantly showing to us. Yeah, that's exactly right. She talks about um, all of these mass killings. And when you line them up and say, um, how did the bad guy get his gun? Um, either they, they got them through a background check where the government system, the, the, uh, the national instant check system called NICS, either that was not updated properly by the government or they didn't get them at all through a retail um, establishment. They got them on the black market. They stole them, that sort of thing. So, so they're, um, and that's why I, I made the title of this blog, why Pelosi's gun control plans won't make us safer. It puts these rules into effect that, um, that we as law abiding citizens are like more likely to follow. The criminals never follow them. And Joyce, I'll tell you, I, I live in Colorado and our Colorado legislature, um, 
passed some a, a similar quote unquote universal background check bill in 2013 Colorado crime violent crime has gone up every year since 2013 it absolutely does not make us safer no absolutely not and you're involved in something that I think is fascinating particularly in light of what happened here one year ago at uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School um, in Parkland Florida right out you know a couple of uh, bl- miles away from my home um teachers in that school who were licensed concealed weapons permit carriers and not allowed to carry on campus one of them was actually one of the faculty members who was killed and you guys out there in colorado have this faster training program that fascinates me yeah and so um in 2017 we um we launched our first training program for armed school staff here in colorado it's been legal for 15 years for school boards to designate um, individual um, staff members to carry concealed on campus. And like I said, that's 15 years old. We've never had a problem with it. Um, in 2016, I went to Ohio where, where they have been training this faster curriculum um, to school staff for over six years. In, in Ohio, they've trained over 2,000 school staffers already. We're going into our third year. Um, and the way we look at it is um, if people are carrying on campus, we want them to have the best training available so that if, God forbid, the worst happens on their campus, they have the best chance possible of saving lives. And so we, um, because we want them to have access to this program, we raise private money. Many schools can't afford this level of training, so we raise private money so that schools can go through for either free or low cost. And um, we're, we'll be probably over 200 school staff trained here in Colorado in the last three years. That is awesome. And, and you know, we have... Uh, there's open minds by many sheriffs in the state of Florida to go ahead and do this kind of training. Uh, but then we have some of these pockets of these, uh, you know, in, in the case of Florida, it's a political issue. And we have these strongholds where the sheriff is a member of the Democrat Party and will refuse to arm teachers. And they'll always point to the teachers unions and say, well, they don't want to be uh, armed as if the teachers unions actually represented teachers. We know better than that. Right. And, and they're certainly not representing the, the safety of the students. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what, what we do know about all of these school massacres is that um, brave teachers and other staff members like uh, Coach Aaron Thies in Parkland, mm-hmm. they over and over put their bodies between bullets and children to save them. Are you telling me that those teachers who are willing to die for their children aren't also willing to protect their children and live? Um, we, when we are working with schools who have um, established these policies, and Ohio has found the exact same thing, there is no shortage of school staff who are willing to do this. Nobody's talking about making teachers carry firearms. It's all volunteer, and there, there are always more volunteers than they need. Um, it's very sad, especially to hear from sheriffs opposed to this policy, because those sheriffs know darn well that they will never be there on time, and then what? Who's going to protect the children? Yeah, Aaron is exactly who I was talking about, by the way, who uh, was perfectly capable of carrying his weapon, and perhaps had he had it on him, uh, more lives could have been saved. I mean, we'll never know the answers to those things, but I want a fighting chance, and I want um, well-trained staff members to have that kind of chance, you know, 
it's not enough to have hard corners. The only thing that stops an active shooter is a good guy with a gun. I mean, it's not just a saying, it's true. Right. Right, and this is why police officers and sheriff's deputies carry firearms yeah. uh, instead of rocks or sticks or hockey pucks because they are facing this same thing with armed um, armed bad guys. And the training that we do at Faster is the same training that law enforcement gets to stop active killers. Why shouldn't uh, volunteer armed school staff be um, have access to that same level of training? Well, let's face it, as your article points out, and as I've been saying to my audience all week long, these pieces of legislation that have been um, placed in the, in the House and, and passed in the House have nothing to do with safeguarding individuals and has everything to do with stripping us of our guns. That, there's no other way to look at this. Right. That's exactly right. And Nancy Pelosi did a, a press conference earlier this week with New York Governor Cuomo. Perfect. And she stood, she stood there and lied. I mean, I, I, I researched these, these issues, Joyce. She stood there and lied about what has actually happened. And if folks want to see this uh, blog, they can go to IWF. It's the Independent Women, Women's Forum's uh, website, IWF.org. Over on the left-hand side um, are the blogs, and you can scroll down until you find this blog about um, why Pelosi's gun control plans won't keep us safe, or she's lying to people, and um, uh, ordinary law-abiding citizens will be less safe as a result. Yeah, and I love the way you pointed out, I think it was Mike Thompson from California, who, uh, you know, he's, he's a big proponent of these comprehensive background checks, and yet in California, where you have some of the strictest gun laws in the entire country, does he really believe that the uh, criminals who use these guns in these shootings are going through background checks? Right, exactly. And I actually point to a study that was done on California's comprehensive background check law, and I put that in quotation marks mm-hmm. um, because the the uh, criminals never uh, never submit themselves to these background checks. Um, but there was a 2019 study on these background checks in California, and it showed that Californians were no safer because of them. And as you point out, it is a California congressman who is um, sponsoring this bill when it never worked in his own home state. And it you know, goes to your point that this isn't about making us safer. It's about um, uh, controlling the law-abiding citizens' access to um, firearms. Yeah, and then I think, what's the other bill? It's the one by G- uh, Clyburn up there in uh, South, uh, down there in South Carolina. He, yeah. They had a second bill that passed as well with uh, just changing the window after the check has been requested. If you don't get it back in three days, you can uh, the gun store can give them the gun. But now what are they extending it to 10? To 10 business days, not even 10 calendar days. Ugh. And, um, and you know, because the next check is a government um, run organization. I don't think it stinks. highly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't think highly of things the government does, right. by and large. Um, but yeah, they're extending that three day window, which which um, people purchasing guns have come to look at as a safety net. If the NICS um, folks can't get their act together and deny you in three days, and by the way, these these checks usually return in you know an hour to four hours. But if they can't get their act together in three days, then you get to um, go through with the purchase of your firearm. So they're extending this to 10 business days, which can be renewed and renewed. And I, I look at you know people who need immediate access to a firearm, you know, a, a domestic violence victim who is scared of her 
violent ex-husband who has firearms and needs a gun today. What about her? And we've seen these stories, Joyce, across the Mm -hmm. country where women die waiting for permission from the government to, um, to get a gun to protect themselves. It is not it is not fair. Yeah, it is not fair. And I love when, uh, you know, I hear the new speaker th- threatening uh, over this National Emergency Act that, uh, you know, oh, you better be careful because then when we get a Democrat in the White House, uh, they'll just come after the guns. We'll have a National Emergency Act and say there's too much gun violence. I'd like to, uh, you know, educate some of these congresspersons who should understand the Constitution that it is not the same thing, that the Second Amendment enshrines my right to have a weapon and no act of Congress can undo it. She'd have to go and literally to amend the Constitution and have to be voted on and and she acts as if you know she has all this power and the whole media fawns after her going yeah that's right we'll call gun violence a national emergency right and and this is why elections have consequences (laughs) and and if if folks don't want um uh, somebody of nancy pelosi's um, political leanings in the White House. Absolutely pay attention to what is going on for the 2020 presidential election because, like, yeah, I think these, these folks mean business. They've, they've seen what President Trump has been able to, um, accomplish and, uh, maybe more than any other, um, Republican who could have won, uh, four years ago. And, um, that, it, it terrifies them that, you know, the economy's doing great. Um, our gun rights are, are more secure than they've ever been. That terrifies them. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, yeah. I'm grateful that I have a president who's got thick skin because I don't think anybody could withstand the pressure that he's under and still uh, try to get the right things done. So, you know, we, uh, we've been for it's, it must be divine is what I tell people. Uh, Laura Carner, a political media strategist and the founder and executive director of Faster Colorado, which is an organization that trains school staffers at no cost to the school or minimal cost. Uh, through funding. So if you want more information, uh, they can head over to your website or go over to the iwf.org website and you can read all these uh, great articles. Thank you, Laura. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Joyce. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back.